Welcome back, my beautiful people. Dong City, October 19th edition, show number 35. We will go over the ALCS, the NLCS. What a series on both of them. Thank you guys for coming, for tuning in. Vince Mercandetti, Rob Martinez in the background. How are you, Vince? Oh, coming at you with a, at a weird angle. This is like the story of my day today. I just, uh, you know, first laptop doesn't work for this. Now I'm coming at some weird caddy corner with baseball life in the background. So that part's good. And um, yeah. but I, I gave the wrong show number. It's actually 36. Yeah, they, <laughs> we're, we're a show behind, a week behind. I've had no running water for like six hours today because of a bathroom renovation. So it, I am all over the place, but I'm fine. I'm here. That's um, yeah, yeah, seriously. That's what I expect out of everyone else, too. How are you doing in, uh, you know, I know you probably have the Niners game on in the background, right? No, no, Niners played last night, uh, Sunday Night Football. I'm, I'm, I got the Chiefs oh, yeah, game, Chiefs, Chiefs versus Josh Allen. Um, so <laughs> it's good. I just got an update on Raheem Mostert done for the season, so that's a little heartbreaking. Yeah. But I did get a new trash can this weekend. That's a beautiful trash can. Man, that must be new and shiny and beautiful. Oh. It's, it's beautiful. No scuff marks yet, no bang marks, you know, no dents, no dings. Unused. That's ready for 2021 all year long. Um, maybe it'll get maybe it'll get them over the hump that time. We'll see. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. This is Dong City, episode 36, as Henry said. Um, I I mean Henry, we just had a hell of a week of baseball. I, I don't think you can ask for a better week of baseball. Take out the Astro stuff. I mean, we had some good baseball. Both series went to game seven. Um, it looked like the Dodgers were out of it early. It looked like the Astros were going to have an epic comeback. It, you know, I, at first I complained about this no day off thing, but it, it kind of added to the, you know, the allure and the mystique of these two series. And then, you know, baseball finally got something right, and and this one they did right. Yeah, this this season, uh, well, we covered it for what like three months before the season oh, yeah. started. Everything baseball was doing wrong. Everything Rob Manfred was doing wrong. Everything the Astros were doing wrong. Uh, we covered all of that for weeks on end with nothing else to talk about. It all has culminated in the season not ending because of COVID, and getting an extended postseason. And an extended postseason that has now culminated in this, which is, in my mind, by far the two best teams in baseball, facing yeah. off in the World Series, as it should be intended. And you just had a hell of a CS series. I mean, this is – I wrote about it last night, Henry. We haven't really talked about it yet. For me, uh, this is the best championship series week we've had since 2003, 17 um, years. Off the top of my head – you probably have to throw 04 in there. Yeah, 04 was brought um, up, and I think that is a reasons, good option. You know, for good for obvious reasons. But yeah, this is this is the best in a long time for sure. And um, you know, I think both going to Game Seven, both having their drama. You add the Astro stuff into it. Um, you add COVID. You add neutral sites, no fan. Well, limited fans. Pardon me. Um, young stars, stars that people didn't hear about before. You know, became stars on the stage. It just it was a perfect mix of of everything and it went perfectly honestly i don't think baseball could ask for anything more like you said the two best teams in baseball made the world series and it's very rare that you see that and i'm happy that as a baseball fan outside of being a yankee fan and always wanting my team in it this is what i want i want the two best teams playing for the chip no questions asked no fluky things going on and and that's what we're getting and you and you want something evenly matched, right? Like, no one wants yeah. to go into the World Series. You're like, this team's going to destroy the other team because one exactly. team got in on a fluke or the other team just isn't that good or whatever the case may be. We're not getting that. And we'll get more into the details, the X's nose, if you will, of this World Series matchup after. We do want to get to the championship series because if the World Series is anything like we just had with these two playoff series, it's, it's going to be a treat. Um, this was, as many people in baseball life probably know, a very uh, emotionally driven series for me personally to watch, mainly because I routinely trash on the Astros and the Braves, two of my three least favorite franchises in baseball. Um, and both of them, for a moment, for like a less than 24-hour time frame, looked like they were going to face off in the World Series. Oh, and yeah. then, finally, something went right for me in the baseball world. And it worked out the complete opposite. They got the two teams I wanted. I have no idea how uh, Tampa Bay held Houston off. Houston had all the momentum and then some. Um, I just, 
if I was a, you know, I'm a betting man. I didn't put any money on the game, but you know, if I had to bet based on how the, the three games before went, man, I, Houston had all that momentum, and I don't know how Tampa Bay did it. Um, the Dodgers coming back the way they did, just throwing one pitcher after another, just big timely hits, big defensive plays. It, it, it was a perfect storm, and and it was some damn good baseball. And you you got lucky, but I need to say thank you because. You've been such an antagonist that I've I've been able to back off in the baseball group and actually look like, you know, the even keel because you've been the villain and everyone's I, going after you. So thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, all the heat <laughs> off. I've gone after every fan base I can possibly go after in the last few weeks, even the ones who aren't playing and haven't been in the playoffs in a while. Um, yeah, I, look, well, we should cover this before we get into – well, we'll get into the series recap as well. So, I mean, let's let's jump into the highlights. It was a very enjoyable series to watch, regardless of who would have won. But I'm with you, Henry. Tampa, to me, it's almost as impressive to me to be down three or to be up three zero, blow three games, and then win the series uh, compared to coming back from three zero. Like yeah, that, that, I mean, that was just tremendous. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I mean, it's like the ultimate choke artist. Like you get that close just to choke. Yeah. It really is. I mean, that was just unnecessarily painful for fans if you win that game six and then lose that game seven. So, anyway, let's get on the highlights here. Here is your first one. This was a storyline, particularly early in the series. It was Jose Altuve uh, just forgetting how to throw a baseball. Very random. I Obviously, as Yankee fans, we remember Chuck Knobloch when this happened to him. Oh, yeah. Former Gold Glover all of a sudden can't do it. That is uh, Randy, or that's Margot hitting a home run. He had a couple of them, and they were both huge in this series. Um, that was a three-run shot that put the Rays up in this game. And then he had there's back to Altuve again, just yep. <laughs> like flinging it off of different players. It, very weird. Generally a good play. I know his defense this year has been a little less than what it usually is, but that's been, you know, fielding. It hasn't really been on the throwing end, and then all of a sudden he just could not throw the baseball or, or locate it here. Yeah, that's very Knobloch-esque, like you said, and, and I'm yes. not going to complain. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed no, I, it thoroughly. I, and... Every second of it, because Knobloch had huge moments for the Yankees will never be remembered for, because everyone only remembers yeah. the yips and arguing with the umpire uh, and costing them that game in the 98 ALCS. I think it was game yeah, I was, three. I was throwing all kind of words at Altuve at the TV and cheering, and I, and I loved it. I, I was I was digging it. Yeah, it was fantastic. You can keep going, Rob. So I, this was, as you can see, a back and forth series. The Altuve thing was huge. This was Carlos Correa kind of changing the entire series. At that point, I think it was three yeah. one. This home run was a walk off in game five that made it three two, and all of a sudden. The worst was starting to be feared if you were rooting against the Astros. 3-2 series. They had a big momentous home run from their best hitter in this series. And all of a sudden, you could start to feel Randy Rosarena right there. We'll get to him in a second. Starting to sense a little bit, this goes from, okay, they're holding off elimination to who's going to win this series. Um, big moment for Correa there. He's always been a clutch hitter, uh, much as I hate him. But this was the guy who came up the biggest. This is Randy Rosarena. He had four home runs in the series. This one may be the biggest because it came in game seven in the first inning with a runner on. And that to me, Henry, if you had to pinpoint a moment when you that were like, it. the Rays have a shot now, this was it. They that immediately it. scored in game seven. No, you're, you're right. I think them doing it there. What we got here, the final? Here's the, yeah, this is the final. Off. This is Fairbanks. Always looks like he's high on cocaine. Probably is. He gets the job done somehow. He's scary every time. That's the final out. That's a fly out to Margot um, from Alex Bregman, I think, after a Goriel single. That ends it. Rays hold on to win. 4-2. Astros, even late in this game, made it close. Down 4-0. They get two in the eighth. They get a runner on in the ninth, but they don't get the job done. Um, and all of a sudden, the Tampa Bay Rays return to the World Series for the first time since 2008. But that home run, like we were saying, Henry, from Randy Rosarain in the first inning of Game 7 off McCullers, I think took all of the pressure off that the Rays probably were facing having lost the last three games. Yeah, totally right. I think Randy Rosarain just announced his uh, – you know, he had his coming out party that right now this postseason. He's just a stud. This kid just beat the shit out of every team he's faced in every round this postseason. He's a stud. He's taking him opposite field. He's pulling it. He's all over the place. And you're right. That ball, that home run in the first inning to put them up right off the back. It got the monkey off the back. Okay, we can win this fucking game. We can come back in this series after we let these little fucks back in. You know, <laughs> this motherfucker right here 
who I used to love, Carlos Correa, mainly because of the World Baseball Classic. This motherfucker has been clutch nonstop. Now he's going where he belongs, right? <laughs> he's going where he belongs. I'm uh, loving the match made in heaven. The best thing, you know, the best thing about it, because this is how baseball works. You know, we've grown to love Correa so much because he's become such a dick. I'm almost guaranteed to end up on the Yankees somehow. <laughs> it, it just, the Kevin Euclid thing, the Johnny Damon thing, it's going to happen. He's going to end up on the Yankees somehow. This is going to be peak Yankee fan. Jacob Moses, cover your ears. You're not going to want to hear this. In the 90s, when the Yankees were getting guys like Jose Canseco every year, uh, you know, fill in the blank, whoever you want. It used to drive me nuts. I would root against these guys, and they'd always end up on the Yankees because they were really good. And, like, part of that for me was just I hated it because now I had to root Tino Martinez. Mm -hmm. Destroyed us in the 95 ALDS. And then he becomes a Yankee hero. And that happened routinely. Um, But I know, like, that's the thing I fear is, like, there's a player I hate who's just going to come here. I I was worried about Verlander when the Yankees were talking about getting him from the Tigers. I'm, I'm convinced really he's going to come here and become a absolutely convinced career will don pinstripes. Eventually. Yeah, it would. Hey, him. I don't know if anyone's. I mean, I have as a Yankee fan after 2021, uh, after the, after next season, Lindor, Story, Correa, and um, there's one other big, big shortstop are all free agents. Seager. Yes, Seager. Yes, Corey Seager mentioned earlier. That's Michelle's guy. Uh, all four of them become free agents. Yankees, in my mind, are probably in the market for a long-term shortstop uh, if they're going to move Flavor over to second base. So they will get him this offseason. <laughs> yeah, let's hope in a trade. I will get off. my Puerto Rican superstar in New York, and it's going to be Frankie. Watch. <laughs> so, um, no, Corey, Apple Watch is our Red Sox thing. Don't yes. pin that on us. And Cuban Mookie, I like that. Randy Rosarena to me is Mr. T. He's Clubber Lang and Rocky Three. Dude never <laughs> smiles ex- except when there's pain being enforced. And he's just like scary jacked. That's Randy Rosarena to me. I, the whole time, everyone's comparing him to Rocky. I'm like, that is Clubber Lang in Rocky yeah. Three. Yo, that dude just had a series. For, he had a postseason for the ages, man. And that's the Tampa Bay Rays doing what they do. They find these guys, just Randy Rosarena, who the fuck is that? Just smashing everything this postseason. That kid has gone off. And like I said, I threw Correa in the trash, but he had a postseason for the ages as well, man. That dude, and he had clutch hits. It wasn't just hits. You know, he was yeah. coming up big when they were down. He was tying games. What He, he ended up, uh, what? Was was he he, what, three walk-offs in the playoffs now? He was ridiculous this postseason. Every time, you know, he played that antagonist role. And, you know, to his credit, Correa did his thing this postseason for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was something, something the old – the best part of Rosarena is he came from the Cardinals. So it's like he goes from, like, one team that just pulls players out of their ass and goes to the next team that also pulls players out of their ass. He's like the perfect raised Cardinals love child. Mm-hmm. So – um. Anyway, we can get to uh, – we showed the highlights. So, I mean, that the Astros in general here, a, real serious, there's probably no Astros fans watching because why would they? I'm not sure they have televisions anyway. But no, they were out puffing their chest in every game. Yeah, and, and now they've been – Like crying. I thought they went in hiding after. I even tagged a few of them, and, you know, they, they went in hiding. So it is what it is. This is what I really have to say about the Astros in 2020. I wrote a very long thing. It had to see more for sure. Of course, uh, I had to see more. You are the see more of yes. everything. <laughs> it, and basically what I was trying to explain that still a lot of people took offense to was that better or worse, the 2020 Astros to me were not the 2017 to 2019 Astros. What I mean by that is if they won the World Series in 2020, that to me is a 2020 storyline. It didn't validate what we saw the last three years from the last three teams for the exact reasons it didn't validate that they, they fell short. Everyone who still had their narratives that Astros cheating is what won the World Series. Like, this was the main thing that people argue about. I don't think most people think the Astros were, are full of terrible players. Like, no one thinks Altuve is a minor leaguer or Alex Bregman's a minor and leaguer. Altuve is going to the Hall of Fame most likely. Yeah. The only thing that was really being questioned is, were they as good as they had And that was a very reasonable thing to feel because they had this controversy around them. So, and as a result of that, the team – the team result was going to be, are they really World Series caliber or were they just a really good team who got over the hump by cheating? Yeah. 
if you believe that storyline, which Henry and I both do, this proved nothing because they lost the ALCS in seven games. That is the definition of not getting over the hump with a little extra help. But if you that, and that's just it. what what you just said right there is the key to me is it's that little extra help. It's that difference between a big moment and not a big moment. It's the difference between the Dodgers being called chokers and them actually winning a ring. I mean, it it, yeah. it changes so much. That little edge, that's all they needed was just a little edge. They were full. Look, they had guys on that team that are studs. Verland is going to the Hall of Fame. Altuve is most likely going to the Hall of Fame. Correa, when he's healthy, is one of the best players in the game. I mean, they have guys that get it done. And that's part of what pisses you off, that they didn't need it. Right. It's the whole Barry Bonds thing. You didn't need to do it. That team was loaded. Do it the right way. And that's what pissed people off. But because... You know, I, I saw a lot of, well, it happened, get over it. It just fucking happened. You talk about get over it. You'd be, right. you'd be it, crying it, about the Yankees the going back to the you know. season. Like, there's, there's, I mean, this isn't just some isolated incident that happened for a game. This was presumably three, definitely two years of Major League Baseball that were affected by this, especially the American League. Absolutely. Um, so, anyway, my overall point with that, though, is that if you believe that they needed the extra hump, to win the World Series, you're still going to believe that because they didn't get to the World Series this year. If you believe they didn't need the extra hump to win it and they won it, you know, they cheated, but maybe every other team's doing it, you're still going to believe that because this team lost game seven of the ALCS. They got close. So it, this 2020 narrative to me in a small sample size where the Astros finish under 500 in the regular season, they finish one game over 500 counting their playoff success. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't connect to anything. This was a great storyline for the 2020 Astros and that's what's being taken away perfect. by arguing it. It was it was it was a perfect 2020 headline, period. Yeah. If there was ever a 2020 story, that's it. And now, you know, AJ Hinch and and Cora will come back and they will get jobs next year, you know, it'll be like nothing ever happened. Right. And as Freddie pointed out, it it did go beyond baseball. We had that conversation actually with an Astros fan. It the results of 2017 or whatever year you want to pick, um, it went beyond baseball for some people. People yeah. invest more than just watching their team sometimes in storylines in baseball. They're watching it to escape something or for other reasons, and they ruin that integrity. So we won't go into the details again. We've said many, many times no, how we feel about this. What I, what, I, what I did like is I wonder what the dynamic in the – in the Joey Tara household was because I know she was rooting. She was rooting hard against the, she against was rooting the Astros. for the Rays, and Joey was rooting for the Astros to be Joey. Yeah, I I also was wondering that Joey, how do you survive in that household when you are like <laughs> transparently rooting for the Astros this whole time? And like, not do, do do losers make cookies? Like what's going on? Yeah, I want I I to do some sort of bet. Every time the Astros are on the screen, because we watch, Melanie and I watched a lot of this series. She kind of like, if baseball's on the background, she's okay. She'd never go out of her way to watch it. Uh, we had it on a lot because uh, I was rooting for the Rays. And she, like for any time the Astros were there and she said anything that might have come off remotely nice, I was like, no, like that, that team you're rooting against. This we don't want you. We don't want that. We yeah, don't want that version of We want the other Tara. <laughs> Yeah, so I am curious how that worked in their household because Sarah's also a massive a massive baseball fan in general. So like that's the two heads butting. I'm curious, um, but anyway. So yeah, so I mean, Astros 2020 a nice storyline for that team. As Rob points out in the background, and as I've I've mentioned before in the group, that window is closing after next year. Uh, even after this year, they're losing Springer. Uh, I think they're losing maybe Osuna as well. They're losing but, Springer. Um... Osuna. Yep, they're going to be Frank, without Verlander. Frank has one more year. Verlander is getting career-ending Tommy John. I'm calling it now. Right. Um, so, and then next year you contractually lose Correa and Greinke. Yep. And so, then they uh, they did give Dusty Baker uh, a uh, an extension. Which, by the way, let's let's give. Did they really? I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, they they gave him an extension. But let, let's be Brantley's a free agent. Yes, yep. Brantley's also a free agent after this year. And but yeah, he Dusty's was absolutely huge the entire postseason. No one talked about it. That's Brantley in a nutshell. Dusty did his thing. Um, you know, he 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 showed what they hired the right guy to manage that team at the right moment. So Yeah. <laughs> Joey responding very predictably. Yeah. <laughs> So many dirty looks, feared for his life when he went to sleep. That sounds about right. No, you want to come on and come on. I'll, I'll shoot you the Zoom link. Let me know if you want to get on with us right now. Let's go. Events, you let us know. Um, 
but yeah, uh, well, I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that about Dusty because uh, he really did. He dealt with a lot. I think a lot of us assumed he was a punching bag for this year. And then they actually had a really great season given all of the adversity they faced. And next year, it's not, they're not out of the woods because now you're dealing with fans, presumably in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to lend a lot of credence against the Astros. And then, as you said, that team is losing talent in droves the next two years. And, and then you're basically talking Altuve as he enters his mid-30s and Alex Bregman. And, uh, and the rest of those guys are... I pulled it up quick. What they did was they picked up his extension early is what they did. Okay. I'm sorry, his option. So I didn't even know yet. For 2021, so... Gotcha. All right. So he is managing <clears throat> Astros next year. Yeah, which, again, he, you know, he, he was the perfect man for that job. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick, by the way, and we'll get to this when we get into hot stoves in a couple of weeks... I'm going to stick with Alex Cora returning the Red Sox. They're slimy enough to rehire their own guy. I think so. Uh, I didn't think Hinch was going back to the Astros. I think that they understand that relationship is toxic, whether it was fair or not. I um, thought Hinch was going to go to the White Sox because that just made way too much sense. Yep. And now we have Tony La Russa. Uh, the Rumors and I'm, end of the world. Shit doesn't make any sense. You, you have like the yep. ultimate anti-analytic guy. I, that Tony La Russa rumor makes zero sense. I hope to God it isn't true. I'm hoping that's just one of those stories. I know there's a lot of Cubs fans who are rooting for that to happen. Well, actually, I'm, I was about to say, I might be – I, I want to watch the train wreck, so I'll get my popcorn and, and I want to see it. You can't fire Rick Renteria and then go to, to Tony La Russa. If you're firing Rick Renteria, you got to bring in an analytics guy. you got to bring in a young guy. That's and I think A.J. Young. Hinch is the perfect man for that team. I agree. Uh, Matt says it's a favor for Jerry. That is not how I would run teams that are entering World Series windows. Take Isn't it Michael from me, Matt. You do not do favors for anyone or hire anyone who's asinine when you're entering a World Series window replacing it. Didn't Jordan do enough favors for Jerry? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, am, I am with him, though. He thinks it's basically just a courtesy to interview LaRusso. I can't imagine they make that higher. I don't, I don't think they would do that. So we'll see. Tony LaRusso to the Yankees makes more sense than Tony LaRusso to the Yankees. <laughs> that I agree with, too. Um, let's get so, – so, yeah, so that's, that's the Houston Astros. The hate, I think, gets toned up a little bit. People misinterpret words. Don't get me wrong. I hate them. I'll make fun of them all day long. But for, I was making a nice storyline for the 2020 Astros, and Astros fans still got offended by it. So what are you going to do? Can't win them all. Yeah. Um, let's get on to the other side of things, and that is the NLCS. Now, this was a completely different storyline, Henry. Uh, in that the team that was down 3-1 actually did come back and win. So why don't you take us through those highlights? Go ahead. You man, Austin Riley over here just hits a shot. What was this, game one? I think this was game one. Game one. Game one. And again, yeah, they they just – they came out the gate. They punched the Dodgers in the mouth the first two games. And everyone's sitting there thinking, okay, this is not going to happen. I wonder what happens if the Braves have Adam Duvall on this team um, for the postseason – for the series, rather. And here's my man, Marcelo Suna. Yo, he's going to get paid by someone. My man came up clutch every time he picked up a fucking bat. Was he, every time he picked a up a bat, he was deal, clutch. Right? What happened? This was a pillow deal for Ozuna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was just a, a reestablish your market deal. That was like um, Beltre with the Red Sox. Huge year. Yeah, he had two home runs. He had a big home run uh, the night before. He, Like I said, he just every time he picked up a bat, he was putting in damage. And Freddie Freeman owes Osuna a nice gift because Freddie Freeman is going to get that MVP award, and that's because Osuna bats right behind them, and they'd rather face Freeman than Osuna. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got uh, this, up, this clip is a very uh, oddity. Haven't hasn't happened in, since 1960. Two players of the same name were facing each other. I didn't realize this Will happened Smith. at all. Ever. <laughs> Will Smith versus Will Smith. Yeah. Yes, this is the neither home run that Will Smith hit off of. What happened? Said neither team's Philly either. Yeah. So Will Smith took Will Smith deep. <laughs> <laughs> So this became a debate in my household when, when I explained again to Melanie that Will Smith faced Will Smith and homered off of Will Smith. Yeah. He was like, why would you name your kid Will with the last name Smith? Because both of them were clearly born after, after Fred Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they're white. So like, was this intentional <laughs> or what? Like, this became, like, we were trying to figure out legitimately for 15 minutes whether it was intentional, whether they had any idea – 
and confirming that, yes, they are both younger than when Fresh Prince debuted. Absolutely. And over here you have, uh, I sometimes appear Dansby Swanson over Boo Boo Face Joe Kelly. And he takes him deep here on a three-run shot. Oh, no, that's it. Oh, that was one of, uh, is that Mookie? That, that's the Mookie catch, yes. That is the Mookie catch in double play. Yeah, that's one, one of many. many Mookie highlights. Mookie was just all over the place on defense in this series. That's a hell of a fucking catch, man. Look at that. And and uh, um, Asuna no would have easily, too, yeah. but he left early from, from third. So yep. They tagged him up. My man is it's Carl Crawford 2.0. Yeah, I said it. I think he's going to age like him, too. But right now, I'm enjoying Mookie played. I'm enjoying Mookie being in another team so I can actually root for him for a change. <laughs> I think that's how everyone in the AL feels. Yeah. <laughs> and here goes uh, Asuna again doing Osuna things here. Getting, oh, he got robbed by Bueller. No, that is uh, He got robbed by Bueller. That, that, that was the high wall catch. Yeah, yeah. those are so That's the high wall catch. Um, I thought when I saw it live, I thought it was going to go, and I saw the replay, and it wasn't. And then uh, the next day when he robbed him, I was like, this kid is all over the place. I like that yeah. celebration, too. It was like a touchdown yeah. celebration. And he, that, he, now we have a break with the um, Mookie Betts highlights, and so now we this have is another your boy Mookie Betts highlight. <laughs> that was uh, – this is last night's game. <laughs> Oh, all right, yeah. So that that's the two-run single that ties the game. Nice little yeah. That play, that play right there was uh, a little controversial because you know Darno was blocking the plate. He got kicked. Yeah, which I'll defend Darno. I still think that was legal. Um, I don't know. He was blocking the plate. You're allowed to block it if you have the ball. You're allowed to block it if you have a lane to the ball. Right. And I think that was one of those bang bang that plays. It, it was. It's. Yeah. It was bang bang for sure. I'm I'm willing to defend Darnell there. I don't think there's anything. Same Buster Posey. Right. <laughs> yeah. The the next play is the, pretty much I I called the game changer. This was the double this play. The double play. I love yeah, this. This is play the double so play on the base pads. This was my favorite. You remember A Rod in that July first, two thousand four game when he yeah. uh when he turned two on the right side. This is my favorite double play since then. Just I mean. Yo, first of all, Justin Turner just got his leg. Like, at first I said, oh, he missed his leg. He just got his leg, had enough forward to get up, throw it back to the pitcher who covered third base so shitty, by the way. And that, that play became so much closer than it had to be. But that was an amazing double play. And I went, Rob, I think that turned the game right there. That moment they got out of it big time. And that was a game turner for sure. For Justin Turner to know – <laughs> to throw to third. I mean, maybe someone said something. I have no idea. But for him to be able to make that tag, turn around and throw that third, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hell of a dive. Hell of everything. And, again, here's that man. There's Mookie doing Mookie things. He's robbing a home run from the MVP, Freddie Freeman. And this, is the ver- this was the very next night. Yeah. No, this this, this is all the same night. This is all the same night. No, 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 no. The, from the, the other catch. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. You're right. You're right about it. Yes. And well, then, here's the big finale. Yeah, this, and this right here, this is what did it, man. This end the game. Mr. I get high, Cody Bellinger. You know he smoked a big-ass spliff when he got home after that one because <laughs> Cody stayed looking high. But that, that was it right there, man. It, that's about as big as they, they come, you know, for Cody Bellinger. He's going to get paid, and there's, there's your final out. And, and with that – Fittingly to Bellinger. Yeah, the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to the World Series, one versus one. Best part about those last two highlights was one was pre-Bellinger's shoulder popping out, and the other one was post-Bellinger's shoulder popping yeah. out, and they happened within an inning of each other. Yeah, I heard he, uh, he dislocated it pretty bad, actually, on the forearm bump, which is the, all the rage yeah. with the players now. I, li- I mean, pretty, people get on baseball players a lot. That dude went into the clubhouse, had his shoulder <laughs> like put back into place, and then went out and took the field. That's, like, so, underrated ball. He is... First of all, he's high as fuck. You know, you know Cody's high as fuck. Oh, yeah. Number two, he's rocking on adrenaline. I bet you he felt like shit today. I feel like he he got hit by a truck today, I guarantee you. Doc walks by and then he gets high just automatically. Yeah. Like that level. Jock Peterson is built like a fucking tank. So they go up and and the bump was all awkward to begin with. You know, the white guy's got no rhythm. It's all it's all awkward, man. And Jock yeah, my fourteen inch Jock is, All right, mine's eighteen. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. Jock is built huge, and he bumps the forearm, and it's like, imagine hitting your forearm so hard that it dislocates your shoulder. It's it's, it's insane. But like <laughs> you said, that at bat, Bellinger either missed one or fouled one off, or he, I think he like took a ball. My wife's like, that guy sucks. <laughs> Just like, hey, he's on my fantasy team, and then like two pitches later, he hits a bomb, and I was like, yeah. Speaking so. of Jack Peterson, I. Think he's a free agent? I'm not sure. 
Well, I thought about this last night. Jock was in that trade, right? With the Twins, the trade that wasn't? Was he? Yeah, he, he got traded for a pitcher. Or with a pitcher? He Jock was – Dodgers fans, I know you're in here. I thought Jock was drafted by the Dodgers. No, no, he was. I'm saying the trade this past winter. You remember when the Mookie Betts trade happened, then it didn't happen? Oh, that trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm there sorry. Was that second trade. Yeah, yeah. The, the failed trade over the winter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah uh, you're right. Yeah, so yeah, he's a the Dodgers are smart because because Jock Peterson is he's basically a platoon player is what he is. So oh, they, yeah. were just, they were trying to get rid of him and, and you know and the Dodgers have depth for days. Both teams right now that that are facing each other have have depth. This is going to be a fun series, man. I read a comment in in Baseball Life I think yesterday or today that was someone was basically saying that they're rooting for the Dodgers because they're rooting against analytics, and I was like. <laughs> You don't know much about this organization. <laughs> the Dodgers were are like the most advanced analytically besides the Rays. I would have asked them who started game one and I mean, uh, game seven. Like, Come on, stop. They went yeah. with, a, with an opener in game seven. That's the definition of analytics. I bring that up because the Dodgers are like kings of platoons. I mean, they've got guys who don't have positions that just fit into the lineup somehow, like Chris Taylor and then yeah. Max Muncie. Hernandez with the perfect pinch hitting opportunity. This fucking guy just lives for the big moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a shot. He came off the bench cold as fuck. Just. Go do a job, hit a home run, and Kike Hernandez is clutch. Do you need those kind of guys? And the Dodgers have a balance of those guys mixed with the superstars, mixed with the guys that do everything on defense. And you have one of the best players in the game in Mookie and right field. It's it's they're loaded, man. Kike uh, definitely is that guy. <laughs> there is one of those that guy. There's one of those guys on every World Series winning team for the until the end of time. Absolutely. And he is that guy, <laughs> the guy that isn't a starter necessarily. He doesn't necessarily have a position, but he's going to win you a game or an inning at some point, and it's going to be clutch. It's that thing that you can't quantify uh-uh. with any statistics. And it's that's the what thing Aaron Boone doesn't believe in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has it, you know, that little it factor that, 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 and I know you love this player, that Ronald Torres it factor <laughs> that you can't quite quantify, yeah. but he has it, man. He's he's a fun player. They love him. You know, you, you need, like you said, you need those kind of guys on championship teams. You do. I just know them as Luis Soho, not Ronald Torres. Uh, so, but yeah, so I mean, he was- Aaron Judge couldn't put Ronald uh, Luis Soho on his shoulders for the time. <laughs> uh, Luis doesn't eat like that. He yeah. eats way more than that. Um, he's a little more round these days. Yeah. How about Urias last night? I, I feel like he's getting overlooked for the performance yeah, he that he did. Three innings, he? he pitched three innings, right? Yeah. yeah and they, got brought, the they brought him in for one inning and he just looked fucking amazing. They were like, mm, go out there again. Mm, go out there again. And Gratterall, I know he's had his struggles kind of like Nick Anderson has. Yeah, but Gratterall, they brought him in fourth and I'm thinking, what are you doing? And yeah, he, he, every button they press worked. He was big last night. A lot. This Dodgers bullpen so maligned so much by other fan bases, and they outdueled the Braves. <laughs> no other way of putting it. Braves bullpen usually sucks too. It was great this year. Um, Braves, by the way, led baseball by far in wins after the seventh inning, and that game was tied after seven innings, and they lost. That's that's what you have to know about the Dodgers. And you're. No, you know who else had a nice coming out party this postseason, particularly the series? Uh, Christian Pache. Yeah. Uh, I, Duvall wasn't there, and I still think maybe that that's that little difference there, but Pache did his thing, man. He, he looks like a nice little ball player. I ate an appetizer of crow over that with a friend yeah. who's Braves fan uh, because he, I think Pache had 11 major league at-bats <laughs> before yeah. this series, and he gets put on the roster. I'm like, that's him. Like, this dude's going to melt – under the pressure like you can't just throw a rookie in there and then they have him having at bats I thought he'd be a defensive replacement I was like okay I can understand that but then he's batting in big moments and the kid held his own so credit to him yeah, really all nice. the playing time that would have gone to Duvall went to him and, and he did his thing but I still think Duvall may have made the difference yeah and uh but there were so many chance there were so many opportunities the Braves had to put them away so many Sean wants some credit Sean Rezor uh want some credit for Dave Roberts, who, by the way, Dave Roberts until last night, awful in that series. I mean, he, he was butchering that series in my mind left and right, but he, he, like you said, he pushed every button last night. 
yesterday, everything he touched turned to gold. It's we're gonna need a burner, you know, Dave Roberts account too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, they're really That's an inside joke for you guys. Consecutively, like this, we're one. Uh, you, you guys don't know, okay. but we do have a burner. Yeah, Aaron Boone sucks account. I forgot what it's called. Boone's blunders on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, we have a burner account where we vent our frustration. So yeah, if you've ever seen us post stuff from there, that is actually us <laughs> making <laughs> making the comments. So. You want to follow that a little bit of uh, Aaron Boone torture porn? Go ahead. That's a great account. So uh, that was you guys. I never knew. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We forgot to tell Rob. <laughs> that was what game was that, Henry? There, it was one of the. I think it was. Uh, dude, we were up late night, just fucking pissed off, bitching to one another, and fucking boom, brainstorm. We're gonna have a burner account. Fucked up like his. 10th game of the year or whatever and Henry finally messages me and I like I'm fuming he's fuming and we finally decide we're like why don't we just make a Twitter where we can actually document sarcastically all of his fuck-ups you know because the thing is Rob people like uh, you know people especially with me because I'm a little more outspoken in the group people come at me like I'm like it's force it's like I'm, I'm remembering I'm misremembering what Aaron Boone did I'm calling these Boone mistakes before they happen. And now I have a Twitter that proves it because you could look at the timestamps. I'm actually saying this is a mistake before it happens with Aaron Boone. And then the mistake happens. Whereas a lot of Boone supporters are like, well, you only didn't like it because it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't like it. It was a bad decision. And then it didn't work out. That's the difference. I have this, this uh, conversation with someone in, in Raul's group all the time. Yeah. And his, his defense as well. If the players do their thing and it doesn't work out, you can, I said, if that's the case, you don't need a manager at all. Right. There's no point to a manager if it's solely based on player execution. The point of Aaron Boone manages put, put a player in his best position to succeed. Period. That's all you have to do. That's your job. And he doesn't yeah. do that. And like he, I said, Aaron Boone manages the Yankees out of wins. And if you guys thought you were going to let get off with a no Aaron Boone segment, ha-ha. <laughs> yeah, it, it's – we will fit Aaron Boone into any sort of subject we can. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so anyway – uh, congratulations to Dodgers fans. Congratulations to Rays fan. Um, you guys are in the World Series. So I, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to, this is an exciting World Series for me. Um, before we get to that, though, let's finish up on the Braves. Braves, another interesting case. Another team that I, I dragged through the mud, you know, all year long, regardless of how they're performing. Um, and again, another team that their fans came after me when I was trying to say something nice. Um, but the first thing I'll say is I had that post that said, Hey, Dodgers fans, you're down. I think it was two Oh at the time to Michelle's credit. I said, if the Dodgers lost game four, they were going to lose the series. They didn't, they won anyway, which just further proves my point about the Braves. But I did say when the Dodgers were down two Oh, I brought up the 96 AL or NL or 96 world series when the Yankees were down two Oh to a much better Braves team. And uh, that didn't go over well with Braves fans. They had nothing to do with each other, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, case in point, I was right. Braves end up blowing it because that's what Atlanta teams do, not even just people. you got to give them credit. Right. So this is now where I get nice. Okay. Uh, the, the Atlanta Braves far exceeded my expectations. I had them out, if you remember, in the, when we did the brackets, I had them out in the first round. I thought they were going to lose to the Reds. I like the Reds' rotation. Yep. They, they won that easily. Um, and then I had them out against the Marlins and they beat the Marlins as well. And then I had them out in the Dodgers in what, and I quote, was not going to be a fun series. It was going to be over in six, but I didn't think it'd be close. And they were up three, one in the series and they were up in game seven at, at some point. So very much credit to the Braves, especially Ian Anderson, a rookie who pitched his ass off. Like the fuck out. I mean, as lights out as it gets, and he had his little butt buddy in crime there who did great. Max Fried also just pitched, you know, he they basically both had a little bit of cracks in their armor in game six and seven. That's only because they were facing the Dodgers a second time. But they pitched their – they really carried – that was a Jeff Supon, Jeff Weaver-esque playoff performance. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, bringing up a 2006 reference where they just carried the Braves – with their pitching Braves bullpen did great Braves offense looked a lot more lethal than uh, I think mentally I was ready for. And they, they almost pulled it off. They didn't, but they almost pulled it off. So credit to the Braves. They really did have a great year. Um, But once again, Atlanta just falls a little bit short. Before we continue, I just have to do my weekly duty at reminding you that I am in the lead in our bracket challenge. We have an update on that. 
10 wins for me, eight wins for you, six wins for Rob. Uh, Melvin, if you're in the comment section, and uh, let me know if we have an update. Uh, Am I near third, Melvin? That's all I care about. I don't want third, not first. Oh, no. If I win, I'm going to say I want – I'm going to be able to choose the prize. Fuck that. I want to pick the prize as the winner. But um, I don't even know if I'm leading or not. Do you have the Dodgers winning the World Series? Did you pick that? I do. Right, yeah, yeah I, me, you, and Rob, we all picked the okay. Dodgers. And uh, I guess now is the time to talk about that. Rob, Rob picks the Dodgers before the playoffs and picks against them like every step of the way. <laughs> I just want to say in two, three, four, five, six, seven, in about 12 potential matchups, Rob got half of them right. There you go, <laughs> that Rob. That sucks, Rob. Way too in bed with the – well, the Padres really only cost him one series. But, um, yeah. Rob, out of 14, actually, out of 14, 14 uh, matchups, Rob got six right. That's brutal, Rob. No, Rob, no, no. off mute if you want to defend yourself, or we'll just continue piling on <laughs> your choice, really. All right. He, he's okay with it. <laughs> Wendy's whooping his ass because he came in so poorly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Braves, like I said, great season. Let's move on, though. We've got the World Series here uh, to yes. finish up with. Now, this is a fascinating World Series for me because you have the Masters of Run Prevention against probably the deepest and best lineup in baseball. Uh, no slouches really anywhere. I mean, the bullpen's been good. The rotation's good. It's analytics versus analytics. You're not really getting an advantage there, although I think Cash is a better manager. What are your thoughts on this, Henry? Like, how do you see this playing out? There's a million ways this can play out. I'm going to go with my heart. Not my gut, not my head. I'm going to go with my heart. I want this to be one of the greatest World Series ever. And I want this to go to seven. I want the Dodgers to finally get a ring. And I want Kershaw to have a big, big moment that he puts the team on his back, whether it's a fucking something asinine to ask for, like a perfect game or something ridiculous. I need that moment. I want this to go seven, and I'm, I want the Dodgers to have their chip. I feel like for me, this entire playoffs has been like landing a plane in an ocean. <laughs> like it's uh, I have had to just dodge every terrible combination that can happen. I mean, I didn't think if you, again, if you listen, I thought the Yankees would lose the Indians. They didn't. Um, then I knew they would lose the Rays. They did. And then after that, I was like, all right, well, the Astros are still in it. So I need the Rays to beat the Astros, even though they just beat the Yankees. So I rooted for the Rays and they took care of that. Now we have the world series where I'm very, very clearly going to be rooting for the Los Angeles Dodgers in this one hat on the way. Um, I have actually wanted I, – I said to myself, if the Yankees got eliminated, I would root for the Dodgers. That was the second team that I was really pulling for. Very similar reasons to you, Henry. There's, there's guys on that team like Kershaw I'd like to see get a ring. Um, I think that every world-class organization who runs their team the way it should be run deserves glory at some point. Yep. Dodgers haven't had that. Um, I don't defend it that often, but they get, you know, Dodgers fans have just gone through hell with this whole choking thing. And honestly, I don't think it's really been choking that often, especially if you factor in what the Astros were doing. I don't know, man. I, I, I think it has been, you know, I know one team isn't relative to the next, but it's hard to say they're not choking. They come up small when the moment gets bigger, and it's I'm happened just, numerous times now. I understand it, and I, and I especially understand it from an individual performance. Like Kershaw's a number three starter in the playoffs; he's a generational pitcher, not in the playoffs. I get all that. Where I'm coming from, though, is 2017 goes seven games, and they lost to a team that was cheating. 2018, they <laughs> lose to a 108 win Red Sox team who was also. I get it. I, I get it. Really There's last year where I'm like, okay, but then that team won the World Series. So like, That's how history is going to remember them. History will forever remember I get them it. As the Buffalo Bills of baseball if they don't win this World Series. I get it. I'm just uh, – yeah, the, 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 Rays, the Rays have nothing to lose at this No, time. it's total house money for the, the Rays. The Rays are the Rays, great. The Rays choke every year. Look, they're going to make a shitload of money when fans come back because they will have – 10% increase in ticket sales, whatever. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. But um, the Rays are going to make a shitload of money. The Dodgers have to win this World Series. They all, the all Rays the are playing with house money, like you said. All the pressures on the Dodgers and all the pressures on Dodger fans because the Rays don't have fans that are vocal about anything. We haven't even seen them in our own. We don't have fans at all. Right. 
So this is where I'm coming from, from the race standpoint. Um, I don't know that the players necessarily care, but I'll give you the local picture as I see it living in central Florida, Tampa, Orlando being my market is that I think this world series, it's not as dire as the 95 Mariners were to save baseball in Seattle, but it is pretty dire in that to this point, the city of Tampa has not agreed to, to basically accommodate the Rays with anything. They're not willing to put any sort of taxpayer money into a new stadium. They're not really helping the Braves at all. And I am okay with that. Like from a philosophical standpoint, I hate when you ask for public money to build the stadium, but if there's going to be baseball that stays in central Florida, I think this Rays team needs to win the world series because that will naturally grow fans. And a big problem right now with fans not going to the Rays games is that it's in St. Pete. And St. Pete is a bitch to get to. It is a one-lane road to get into that into that uh, city, and it's a beach. So there's only one entrance. So you have a one-lane. It's a terrible to get to. It's on the west side of Tampa. So from Orlando, which is also another major city, you have to drive through Tampa. So it's like almost two hours to drive to. That's if you put it in Tampa, it's like an hour ten. That's just it. They have the perfect city to put a team in. Yes. Tampa is, yes. I say this to anyone who wants to argue relocation. Tampa is the perfect city for baseball. It's got the. No, I'm saying, I'm saying put them in Orlando. Oh, that would work too. I, look, I think, I think you need everything. to move them to Orlando is the perfect place to move the Rays, in my it's, opinion. It's the Vegas of the East Coast in that you have 100 million visitors every year people go into vegas now and they go to a hockey game it's a freaking desert and that place sells out every night people go to tampa and they go to, the lightning are one of the best fan bases in hockey it's or, with or, hockey or they go to ebor city and, and, then, they, and then they go to Montana <laughs> after the game but um you got uh yeah i mean orlando or the east side of tampa either one would be great because it would get orlando and tampa right now st pete doesn't get either they get a retirement community and a bunch of grandchildren uh, I just want to go back to Ebor City. That's exactly where it should be, is in Ebor City. If you've never been to Ebor City, you need to go there. The only downside about Ebor City is everything closes at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes, which you act like that is a terrible thing being in that New York. That is a horrible thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> MR, here we close at 4 a.m. 2 a.m. is like, we just get started. Work at 2 a.m., they're opening. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted by 12.30. If Susan Sin City were to close at 4 o'clock, people would have had a fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. not close. You got to keep uh, Ebor City open till 4 a.m. So that's the only pressure I feel with the Rays. I, which, by the way, also, this whole Montreal thing, I don't believe at all. I think that's a boogeyman, just like London is for football. Anytime someone doesn't want to play ball, they're like, we're going to move the team to London or we're going to move the team to, to Montreal. Yeah, all that. If Renee was here, he'd tell you that that's just not going to happen. But um, that's the only angle I see for the Rays is it would be great for their franchise in general if they won this World Series. I really think it could actually draw fans to that fan base. And I do think a move, which would then draw more fans. I think there's a downside to the Rays winning a chip, and I think it's those teams that operate on a budget that don't need to operate on a budget. The Pirates, right. yeah, the Twins, the Oakland A's, teams that choose to operate on a budget because they're cheap fucks. Teams yeah. that take revenue sharing and put it in their pockets instead of back on the field. I think if the Rays win those teams will look at them and say, hey, they did it. Look how much money they're making. Look how much money they're not spending. We can do it too. The difference is the Rays operate on a completely different stratosphere than any other team in the league from scouting to analytics to every single thing, run prevention, defense, everything they do is perfect. They have the perfectly run organization. If you gave them money, they would be a fucking juggernaut. Yeah. I, I, that would be the downside of the Rays winning to me is you'll have all these cheap ass teams that say, Hey, they did it. We can do it too. And they'll continue being cheap. Yeah. Uh, the flip side to that though, is that I can relentlessly heckle like Royals fans who are of like, course. Oh, you need a big market. You need of big course. market payroll to compete. Like the Yankees are unfair. Well, no, I mean, look at the Rays. They have a $6 payroll. They're going to possibly win the World Series. The David versus Goliath. If, if, yeah. if they'll say, Oh, the Dodgers won because they spent. Yeah, the Dodgers have. I think they still have the highest payroll, right? I think. So. I think they have the highest payroll. So yeah, they spend. But look where they spend. They they have money on you know dead money on the books, you know. Yeah, they spend money, but look 
how they draft. Look at how they build yeah. uh, talent in that system. The majority of that team is either trades from minor leaguers or they are minor, you know, homegrown. So they gave Mookie a shitload of money. You know, they they pay their guys, and, and that's what you do. You pay your guys, yeah. and you bring over the free agents you have to. That's that's the main difference. Is that a small market team should at least pay their own guys to extend them. Uh, if you don't want to play big big bucks in free agency, I get it. Even like the Braves, who are not small market, they're more mid market. They don't ever pay top dollar for free agents, yeah. and that's okay. You don't have to. That's not the way that you have to win a World Series. It's maybe a nice tool if it works out, but it also can tremendously backfire, like Jacoby Ellsbury, and then you're saddled with that contract for several years. Or you can afford a bad contract here or there. Yeah. So. There's no right way to do free agency, but there should be – every team in baseball should be paying their own players. And every team in baseball has the money to pay their own players. They just choose not to. So um, That's one thing. I, I hope that they make adjustments to the revenue sharing and they mandate that X amount of money has to be put back into on-field talent, not, you know, uh, renovation costs like the, the – the, um, the Royals got away with that. You know, there's an infrastructure clause in the deal where if you use money for infrastructure, you don't have to. That's how the Yankees and the Mets both use money. You know, instead of get, put, playing it into the pool, they use that money to build their own stadiums. Right. And the Royals did the same thing. The Royals took revenue sharing money and they rehabbed Kauffman Stadium. But they don't put it on the field. They let guys go to San Diego and here and there and say, oh, we got a ring out of it. Yeah. Dodgers second in payroll. So you have second in payroll against, I don't think the Rays are last. I think the Pirates are last, right? The Orioles are last. The Orioles Rays are 28th. Are Man, they really stripped down. Uh, so, yeah, so you have basically a bottom three payroll against the top three payroll in this World Series, which is a great juxtaposition there. Um, let's yeah, get- one the, the Marlins and the Rays were 27 and 28. Both were deep in the playoff. The Red Sox were three. They didn't make the playoffs. The Astros were four. They came in under 500. The Phillies were five, and they didn't make the playoffs. The Mets were six and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, so no correlation. Well, as always always greedy, you spend it stupidly, you know. Yeah. You uh, what's going to be even funnier is if the Rays win the World Series, you had the top dollar Nationals last year, top dollar Red Sox the year before that, and then this year is like bottom three payroll, which just yeah. kills the argument historically. Uh, let's get into the, so actual picks now. I mean, I, I think that the storyline here is pretty obvious. It's, it's a Friedman world series. They're both run in his image, Andrew Friedman, maybe the best. I brought it up when he was in the show, but I told Sean Friedman is really fucking good. Yeah. He hated Freeman, and now he gives him his props. So, yeah, Sean, I got you on that one. Oh, and Andrew Freeman is the truth. I would yeah. put him above Theo at this point, and Theo has broken two of the greatest curses we've ever known. Um, so this is a free – it's got the Freeman storyline. It's got the uh, – <laughs> for me, it's got a COVID storyline. You've got California versus Florida and Texas. I like that little storyline. <laughs> uh, you've got the East Coast, West Coast storyline, which is nice. Um, and then, of course, you also have the payroll storyline. And really, Exus knows wise you've got run prevention against a team oh, that can get real hot real quick. Um, lineup. Rays aren't going to kill you with that lineup. They can have good, good days. They don't really have a problem scoring runs, but they're not a juggernaut offense. They're a bunch of guys who do what they have to do. But their defense and their pitching – their pitching plans, their pitching approaches, and that bullpen, that staple of 98s, are all incredible and very difficult. They, are, they will suffocate you if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, that's what the Rays are. The Dodgers can hit the hell out of the baseball. They've got unlimited arms that they can throw, as we saw. They like literally ran out of starters, and they still had pitchers to get through Game 7 yeah. of, the, of the NLCS. That's a luxury I'd love to have. Yeah, uh, just these guys piss talent from their organizations. They are not well. They're not. They don't have a problem with taking risks either. I mean, we saw Urias is what still like twenty three. Yep, he's he's the one shutting down that series. You've got, um, you know, the Rays going with guy with rookies just left and right in this series. Like Joey Wendell became a star overnight. Randy Rosarena came out of nowhere. Um, you know, Choi. 
It's, it's like mashing the baseball, playing unbelievable. See, man, yo, he doesn't just mash the baseball. That man is a vacuum at first base. Unbelievable defensively. Yeah, That man is an absolute vacuum, bro. And the Rays have done this, by the way, with Kiermaier is now hurt. Uh, he hurt his hand. He's not. He hasn't been hitting except against the Yankees. Brandon Lau has been in a slump like the entire postseason. He did have a home run and like one other hit recently where he, he might be coming out of it. The Rays have like th- three guys who are regular contributors who are just not doing anything right now. Yeah. And they've still managed to make it here on their run prevention. So that's really what they're I'm looking star, at. Their big star, Brandon Lau. Yeah, Brandon Lau. Yeah. Not doing anything right uh, now. Brandon Lau, Max Freed. Like, how many different names do we have to do? Like, just admit your name is Fried and your name is Low. You know, this isn't complicated. There was a Spanish player. Fuck, who was it? Oh, Matt Diaz. He insisted that you pronounce his name Diaz. He used yeah. to irritate the Come fuck on. out of me. Like, ridiculous. I, I wanted to shoot the guy. Yeah. It's a, I like it. So, yeah. So, you're going with the Diaz? What's that? Who are you going with? Oh, Who are you going with? Yeah, so my picks. And Sean, <laughs> Sean, by the way, in the comments, brings up Urias May, Gonzalez, uh, or Gonzalez and uh, Walker Bueller, saying that he's happy they're getting playoff experience. I'm just like, Dodgers have playoff experience every single season. Those guys don't. <laughs> it's just a natural, like, circle of You know, playoff. by the way, kudos, kudos to Dustin May, because that kid was fucking rattled in that first inning. Yeah, and he got out of it, and, and he came back, and and he did his thing. And I, I was saying, hey, pull him right away. You know, once he got those base runners, and he gave up a run, so you know what, get him out of the game before it gets bad. But he settled down, and and he got those three outs. So credit to him, man. The, those yeah. bright lights aren't for everyone right away. The second ugliest baseball player I've ever seen in my life, but he had a huge game last night. Uh, and by huge, I mean he got out of a jam that could have sunk. Like carrot top. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, to answer your question, Henry. It looks like the jacked version of Carrot Top. Remember when Carrot Top got real jacked up? That's what Dustin May looks like. So Carrot Top lives in Winter Park, which is an Orlando suburb. Um, he, is known to be, he is known to be seen around town every so often uh, being jacked. He's still jacked. His face is just like not human looking at this point. Yeah. Um, anyway, to answer your question, I'm going to go – I'm going Dodgers in six. That's my official prediction. Um, I'm not going to make the mistake of saying I don't think this will be close. I, I think the Rays are going to make these close, low to mid-scoring games, and I think it's there's going to be a lot of drama. Um, I like the Dodgers in six. I just think at the end of the day that is the deepest, most talented team. And the Rays, look, they've gone the – distance the last two rounds against the legitimate teams. I mean, Blue Jays were not really a legitimate playoff team. Them, who just them we were getting there, but that wasn't a real series. Yankees, they go five. They win in the eighth inning. Astros, they go seven. They win it in game seven. Dodgers are better than the Yankees and the Astros. Um, I just think at some point, I don't want to call it a gimmick because that really is what the Rays organization has developed is I think they're ahead of the curve. I don't think they're like doing something instead of the curve. I do think it's hard to live like that against a team as talented as the Dodgers. So I'm going to go Dodgers in six. They've got a day here to kind of recalibrate the pitching, which is my big concern because Raisin will now line up their starters and they have the days off now. So you're facing basically their big guns at least five times in the series, which is a huge advantage for the Rays. I think the Dodgers though can recalibrate. I'm still going to take the Dodgers. I like them at six. Yeah. I was going to get into that. <clears throat> They're actually giving them days off. Um, for the World Series, which I like. Um, although I did get used to baseball every day, like that, that everyday element, I think I kind of like that. I think I wouldn't mind seeing that stick around. It pushes the teams to get creative and, and, and have depth. I, I kind of like it. I love it. I loved it for five. I had no problem with the Yankees Rays, for example, being five. I didn't like it for seven, but I would propose maybe one off day, just one off day, maybe after game three. I'm, I'd be okay with that, <clears throat> but I love that they were being pushed. I like the fast pace and the straight. I'm totally with you there. That was very fun. It's cool to know every the game. game felt every different. Day. Every game felt different because you knew that's it. Today could be it. That was it. Yeah. But for me, I'm going to go with the Dodgers in seven. I'm going to go with an epic series. You have a team that can kill you with a thousand cuts versus a team that can just come in with a fucking tank and blow you up. Um, but but I, the Rays are going to make it interesting. They're going to make it fun. 
they're going to have people scratching their heads and say, who the fuck is this guy? G-Man Choi is going to do like three split scoops like he does all the time. We see it all the time. G-Man Choi is going to be the star of this postseason, I think, this this round. Um, He's going to have some amazing moments, but I think the Dodgers take it in seven. I think we have an epic World Series. And finally, that monkey could come off the Dodgers' back. And we've pissed off the Astro fans. We've pissed, you've pissed off the Cub fans. I sure have, yeah. We've pissed off the Braves fans. Yep. Why not piss off the, the Angel fans by fucking, you know, letting the Dodgers win? Because that'll piss them off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All of the Angels fans that were with us rooting for the Rays over the Astros are now against us rooting for absolutely. the Rays over the Dodgers. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go with the Dodgers in seven. I'm going to go with my heart and say Kershaw as – World Series MVP. Oh, all right. Game one. I like that. Uh, I'm going to go I, – I think I'm going to stick with my dude Bellinger. I, and I'm going to go one step further. I think Rosarena and Bellinger are both going to homer in game one. Okay. Well, Corey Seager had a hell of a series too. He did, yeah. And Seager is, is very much the t- – well, yeah, you, now you're making me second guess it. Uh-huh. You know, like Justin Turner, another guy who uh, yeah. he's, he's it, it's usually those guys. It's either yeah. like the big superstar or those guys that you like. No, he's not gonna get it. But I'm gonna go with Kershaw. Man. Kershaw's I'll, gonna. I'll go with Seager. I can see Seager he, hitting like four ten in the series out of nowhere. Kershaw's pitching in three games this series. Oh, all right. Is he definitely starting game one? Do we know that he is starting game one? Rob, well, I'm giving Rob our producer. Kudos to that. He said it in the section. I didn't fact check him, but I, I trust in Rob. Yeah. Rob's the hardest working man behind the scenes I know. I watched, thank you. And I watched, I just started on ESPN that they announced it. That, um, All there right. you go. That's... And uh, Blake Snell will be pitching game two. Game two? Who's pitching game one? Who's pitching game one then? No, they haven't announced it yet. It's got to be Glasgow. I'm thinking, thinking Morton. But I didn't see any anything. Of, uh, I think Morton would be on three days rest, though. When did Morton pitch last? He pitched game seven. Did he? Yeah. yeah. No, he didn't. Morton pitched game seven. Oh, so yeah, so it's, it's got to be glass yeah, now. It's got to be glass now. He'll be going in on four days rest, I believe. I think it's four days. So it'd, it'd be glass now, Snell. They got to go, go with their best. They got to go with glass now. Is Bueller pitching game one, Rob? I don't know. You just said Kershaw. 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 Yep. Okay. The right. uh, comment section that said it was announced that it's Glass now. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So Glass now, smell. That's what you sign up for if you're the Rays. That, that's a hell of a matchup. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Seager. I like that. Yeah, he's yeah, had a great I'm picking, year. I'm picking Kershaw, which means his back will act up and he won't go. Yeah, he didn't scratch from two of those three starts he talked uh, about. So I don't know if he's if he's starting three, but he's pitching in three games. I'm calling. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and welcome, by the way, to, to Chris. I know she ditched her family to be here. And Manuel's at the Cowboys game, which uh, you're, you're doing better listening to this. So, um, Melvin is actually going to the World Series. That is cool. Yeah, you did and, say that earlier. Really. I, will, I will push him to give us an update in our bracket challenge. Um, but, yeah, he's going to the World Series, so he should be fun. I'll have him post some pictures and videos. Very jealous of these West Coast people for this uh, whole postseason that they've been able to go to these games. So, yeah. good for you guys. Um, anyway, that should just about do it here. Uh, we both, again, unanimous on this. We've got Dodgers, Henry, and seven. Uh, I am choosing six. Rob, you want to make a prediction there? Dodgers race? Sure. Um, I got the Dodgers in six. Uh, MVP. Hmm. MVP. I, I would go with um, – I will go with uh, with Seager. Seager's been good. I think yeah, all right. Seager. Hey, Rob and I in lockstep. We got Dodgers and six Seager MVP. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, now probably means I'll be wrong based on your bracket predictions. I was going to say that. I mean, if we're all picking the Dodgers, that means the Rays are going to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, right. We were unanimous last round with Rays-Dodgers. We barely survived, but we got it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so next week – it's either going to basically be like game six, I think, the World Series, or the series will be over. Um, but we will be having a World Series show regardless, either to wrap it up or to talk about it. Um, so join us next week. That's our final show with regular season, 
I mean, with uh, live action. I'd like to get a fan of whoever wins the World Series on the show with us. So Yes, so we'll be on the lookout for that. So we'll play that by ear next week. Might have to come the week after. But either way, next week we'll be here and talk about the World Series, 7 p.m. Monday, Eastern time, as you know. Uh, the Audible is on tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We are right on right in the thick of football season now. So join Randy Hammond and Matt Bushnell as they'll talk about football. I'm sure Randy will downplay the Giants' first win of the year somehow. <laughs> and uh, and then you've got total bases on Sunday mornings, Felipe Melicio and Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean, Pat, Sean Flannery. That was a Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> his, wife, his wife wishes. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they are there for more of the analytics side of baseball, do a great show on Sunday mornings. So – Join them there. But, yes, Dong City, Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, World Series Edition again next week. Join us. This has been Dong City. Have a great night. Dong City, bitches. <laughs>